Hello, everyone. Welcome to Preach the Word podcast. I'm Ashton McDonald, and I'm your host. I'm going back in the archives for today's episode to a sermon that Pastor Shad McDonald shared on August 7th of 1999. The scripture reading comes from the book of John, chapter 12, beginning in verse 23. The sermon is titled, Managing Our Moods. Today's sermon audio was transferred from a cassette tape over to MP3 format, and I have done my very best to ensure that it is an enjoyable listening experience for you, and I pray that you'll be encouraged as Pastor McDonald talks to us about managing our moods. Thank you for listening. John 12, verse 23. And Jesus answered them, saying, The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. He that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. If any man serve me, let him follow me, and where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. Now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this cause came I unto this hour. Father, glorify thy name. Then came there a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. The people therefore that stood by and heard it said that it thundered. Others said an angel spake to him. For our scripture reading, I want you to note again verse 27 of John 12, now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say? Now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say? If the Lord would stand by me, I wanna preach tonight simply on managing our moods. Managing our moods. Jesus said my my soul is troubled. What shall I say? Sometimes I'm up, sometimes I'm down. Oh, yes, Lord. Sometimes I'm up, sometimes I'm down. Sometimes we feel like that we're on top of the mountain, and sometimes we feel like the mountain's on top of us. C.S. Lewis, one of the greatest spiritual writers that there ever was, he called that the law of undulation. Of course, you know the word undulate simply means to cause to move like waves, to be up and down, to be tossed to and fro. By that, Lewis simply means that life is not a plain or a flat surface like the desert, but life, it undulates like the sea. Life is up and down. Life has its good moments. Life has its bad moments. Life has its good days. Life has its bad days. Sometimes things go up, sometimes things go down. Life has its peaks, but life also has its low moments. Life has its good days, 
Life has its bad days. You know, you've been there. Come on, be honest with me. Sometimes, I mean, you feel like that you could tackle hell with a water gun. And then other days you get up and hell has got you on the run. Amen. We, it happens in every facet of life. It happens with uh, our job. Some days you're keenly interested in your job. Some days you enjoy your job. Some days you look forward to your job. Other days you have to drag yourself to it. It happens that way in church. Sometimes you look forward to church. Sometimes you just can't wait to get to church. But there are other times that your affection is gone. You just really don't have the desire to be in the house of God like you need to. Sometimes it happens with family and friends. We, we love fellowship. We love uh, to be with relatives. We love to be with the people of God. We, we like times of fellowship and association with those that we love. But then there are other times when we just want to be left all by ourselves. Come on. I'm up. I'm down. Sometimes I am so sure of God till I feel like I could reach to my side and touch him there. Sometimes I'm so utterly sure of God till my heart burns within me. Sometimes I'm so utterly sure of God till I just delight in his word. I enjoy to pray and to praise and worship him. And I come to church and I feel like that he's really meeting me there when I'm up. But sometimes I'm down and things are drab and and they're empty and I have very little appetite for the things of God. Am I the only person that feels that way? You see, that's the nature of all of us. You look to uh, the men of God that wrote this Holy Bible and you'll find that they were very human. The same psalmist that would say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He could also ask beseechingly, why castest thou off my soul, O God? Why hidest thou face from me? No man careth for my soul. Elijah, who could stand and withstand 850 pro false prophets, and God give him the victory as he called down fire from heaven, could turn and flee from the face of Jezebel, and sat down under a tree and wish himself to die, what is it happening to him? What's happening to us? What happens to us when we feel that way? James said that Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. We are all very human. One of the greatest preachers that Scotland ever knew of was a man named John Knox. And so powerful he was that he shook all of Scotland for God. But in his own diary, he confessed that uh, sometimes he felt his faith so low that he doubted all of God's promises. You see, we go from the peak to the pit. And Jesus himself was subject to the emotions of human nature. He himself had feelings just like that. And here he said, my soul is troubled. What shall I say? Amen. My soul is troubled. We're all subject to emotions. We're all subject to moods, if you will. We can harbor resentment. We can refuse to forgive. We can cling to an unworthy practice. We can indulge in an ungodly habit. 
and these things will bring inner conflict. They will bring an inner war with inside of you that will cause your moods to be like the waves of the sea. You can become a person that does not regulate your life wisely. You do not have good sleep habits. You do not have good eating habits. You do not have good prayer habits. You do not have good work habits. You do not have good church habits. And because you get too little sleep, because you get too little rest, because you get too little spiritual help, these things all contribute to our moods and our emotions. Amen. You come to church and you don't feel a thing. You come to church and you don't receive of the Lord. You're so uptight. You're full of such nervous energy because you go, 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 go. And you work from daylight to dark. And you're up all hours of the day and night doing this and doing that. And another and another. And you're like Martha. Amen. You're much cumbered with serving and working and doing. But Jesus said Mary had chosen that good part. That one needful thing that shall not be taken away from her. Listen to your pastor. It takes time to be holy. And waiting time is never wasted time. And prayer time is never wasted time. And the reason some people find their nerves frayed and they find their emotions at an ebb and they find their mood, amen, to be so low is because they've not spent time before the feet of the master like they need to. A lot of times we go about and we act as if we're God's tireless servant. When really in truth, we're God's tired little child. We're not tireless servants. We're not machines. We're not an automation that God made. We are human. And nervous strain and toil does tax and wear on our body. Nature rebels against sustained strain. You can't take but so much of it. Robertson of Brighton, England. Someone read through his diary and they noted that Monday, of course he always wrote an entrance in his diary on Monday after the Sunday services. But they noted that Brighton, the preacher of Brighton, Robertson said that he was almost completely to the place of giving up on Monday having worked so hard on Sunday, but not yet giving everything into the hands of the master. You say you can try so hard yourself that you'll wear yourself out. And very frankly, I, I, I'll have to agree with whoever was writing about that preacher because I sometimes on Monday I feel myself just, just about a nervous wreck sometimes. Having strained and toiled and labored and spent and went and give and give and give till you have to stop and take in. Come on now. I want to talk to you tonight about managing your moods. I want to talk to you about how a Christian should seek to manage every area of your life as well as the moods that you have. You see, it's possible that you can become an individual that 
you're almost impossible to live with? The peace of a many a home has been completely destroyed by the constant moodiness of a husband or the constant moodiness of a wife. Come on now. Times of flatness, times of depression, times when your emotions are up and down till your companion just has no idea how you're going to respond. They don't know what you're going to say. Come on now. You never have anything good to say. You've got such a negative outlook. You never have a positive thing to say about anything. Your companion can say, amen, it's going to rain. Oh, I wish somebody would say that and it'd be true around here now. Come on here now. And you'll say, well, we don't need no rain. Pretty day, be bad tomorrow. On and on and on. Never nothing good to say. About as bad as that one lady who said she could never enjoy for feeling good, for feeling bad about how bad she was going to feel when she started feeling bad again. Come on now. Moodiness. Never feel good about anything. Depression. Has anybody ever had a problem with depression? Come on here now. First of all, in managing your mood, let me ask you to realize, realize you have something to say about your mood. My soul is troubled. What shall I say? You have something to say about your mood. One man said, never expose a wound except to your physician. There's a lot of us, we go around with our feelings hanging out all the time. Come on here now. I mean, we go around with our emotions sticking out. One man said, if you got a chip on your shoulder, it come from the block above it. We go around with an attitude sometimes. Come on here now. Amen. But realize you have something to say about your emotions. We can control how we respond. You may not can control how you feel, but you can control how you respond to those that are around you. Jesus said, my soul is troubled. What shall I say? How shall I respond to the trouble that's within my soul? How shall I respond to the sickness that I endure? How shall I respond to the financial reverses that I now face? How shall I respond to the dilemma that I find myself in? Will I be a thermometer? Will I be up and down? Will I be up tomorrow and down the next day? Will I be like a thermometer? Or will I rather be a thermostat? Will I change the temperature around me? Listen, my friend, your temperature does not have to be affected by the things around you. But you can change the temperament. You can change your environment. You do not have to suffer from your environment. But you can change the situation around you. Amen. There was a British soldier who became an officer. And this is a regulation that he wrote and gave to his soldiers. Every officer is to avoid saying or doing anything that might discourage the men or render them dissatisfied 
with their condition or with the service with which they may be employed. Avoid saying or doing anything that might discourage. Always keep a stiff upper lip. Always smile even when you don't feel like smiling. Come on now. Control your outward expressions. Sure, you've got feelings. All of us has got feelings. Keep them to yourself. Don't allow your face to grow sullen. Don't allow your head to drop. Don't allow your lip to drag. You'll stumble over it. Don't allow your soldiers, your shoulders to sag. Don't go around with a mule expression. No, sir. Have a smile on your face. Make up your mind that you're going to smile anyhow. And you're going to stand for Jesus. No matter how bad the reverse is. No matter how bad the situation. Don't be a gripe. Don't be a grouch. Amen. Don't be in possible to live with smile every now and then spread a little love around come on now the sovereign path to cheerfulness so said William James who wrote on the wheel he said the solemn path to cheerfulness is to sit up cheerfully as if you were already there the solemn path to bravery is to act as you were brave and you'll feel that will to the end and courage will replace your fear. Fear not. Faith answered the door. No one was there. Fear cannot stand before faith. Amen. Wellington was asked, how is it that the English were so brave and defeated the French? Wellington said the English were not really that brave he said we were just brave for five minutes longer. Sometimes our victory is not but just five minutes away. Come on now. Do you sometimes feel yourself having a problem to do what you know you need to do? We become lethargic and dilatory concerning our responsibilities. Keba was a great writer and he said sometimes he would lose focus and and he'd have a hard time to get to his studies and things he was writing about. He said he'd get up, he'd wash his face, he'd put a clean shirt on, he'd put his tie on, he'd shine his shoes as if he was really going somewhere. And he'd go to his desk and sit down and write. It has everything to do with your attitude. My soul is troubled. What shall I say? How will I respond to my emotion? What shall I say? Realize you have something to say about how you respond. A young man was in a speech contest and he lost as he was trying to sort of leave out the sideways so no one would notice him. His instructor seen him leaving in a depressed state and he called him and said, son, come here. And he said, son, I know you've lost. He said, but you can smile anyway. Smile, son. So the boy put on a smile. Straighten your shoulders, son. He straightened his shoulders. Get your chin up, son. He lifted his chin, smiled brightly, straightened his shoulders. And his instructor said, that's better. You can go home now. And he left there disappointed 
but he did not leave there a victim of his disappointment. Now there's a difference. There's a difference. We've all been disappointed, but we do not have to be a victim of our disappointment. My soul is troubled. What shall I say? I've seen these three words some time ago, and you've probably seen this before. Resign, resigned, or resigned. R-E-S-I-G-N, resign. Resigned, R-E-S-I-G-N-E-D. Resigned or resigned. R-E hyphen S-I-G-N-E-D. Resigned, resigned, or resigned. To resign means to turn in your resignation. To yield, to give up, to leave your post and say, I quit. To resign. Resigned. It means simply to yield or to become submissive. Not necessarily to leave your post, but you've lost your posture. You just say, well, I'll stay here, but I'm not going to fight against it. I'm just going to abide with the situation. I'm just going to go right on with the tide. I'm not going to stand against the circumstance. Now you can resign. You can leave, you can yield, you can quit, or you can be resigned. You can say, well, no use in trying to fight against it. I'll just sit here and not try to buck the tide. Just let things be as they are. Or you can rather be resigned. And Webster said that simply means to sign up again. That's what I'd like to do. Amen. My soul is troubled. What shall I say? Shall I resign and quit? Shall I just be resigned and stay here and, and let the world just do what it wants to and never try to change my environment? Or can I rather sign up again? Can I'll be resigned. Will I, amen, be a volunteer and make up my mind? I believe I'll serve God anyway. Realize you have something to say. Second of all, my soul is troubled. What shall I say? Remain faithful to the end. Jesus said, My soul is troubled. What shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. The, uh, the interpretation is a little tricky here. You have to read, as the black man said, between the lines and be studious about your Bible. My soul is troubled, what shall I say? Jesus is asking a question. What shall I say? Shall I say, Father, save me from this hour? But for this cause came I to this hour. Hallelujah. Jesus is saying, I cannot say, Father, save me from this hour. I can't say that because it was for this hour that I came. I came for the purpose of coming to this hour. So my soul is troubled. What shall I say? Father, glorify thy name. Hallelujah. Remain faithful to the end. When your emotions are troubled, when your moods are low, when you don't feel like going on, keep doggedly on the line. 
and go on anyway. A lot of times, amen, we think the Christian life is skipping along the top of the mountains. But a lot of times it's the uneventful plotting of the plane. It's not the running, but it's the walking and not fainting that we must persevere in. And Jesus here says, Father, glorify thy name. He's simply saying, amen, he's not making a plea of exemption, but rather a cry of expectation because he said earlier, this is the hour that the Son of Man should be glorified. He does not want to be exempted. He wants to expect what God sent him to do. Listen to me, my friend. Remain faithful to the end. Make up your mind. I'm not going to plead for exemption, but I'm going to pray in expectation that God will finish the work that he has begun in me. Amen. Last of all, not only realize you have something to say, remain faithful to the end, but remember the faithfulness of God. Remember the faithfulness of God. Then came there a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Hallelujah. The Lord hears the Father speak from heaven and the Father says, I have glorified and I will glorify. There are times when we're discouraged. There are times when our soul is troubled. There are times when we're filled with disappointment and doubt. What do we do in those hours? What is it that increases our faith? What is it that gives us hope? We remember the faithfulness of God. And God the Father says, I have both glorified and will glorify. John Bunyan said, my little children call to mind the former days and the years of ancient time. Have you never a victory to remember? Remember also the word of the Lord that hath caused you to hope. And if you are down in despair and you think that God fights against you and heaven is hid from your eyes, then remember. There's times that all of us have been discouraged. Times all of us feel like that we're at the end of our rope. What must I do in that hour when my soul is troubled? Remember. Remember there were other trials. Remember there were other sicknesses. Remember there were other reverses. Remember there were other hard times. Say, did God get the glory in those times? Did he prove himself alive? Was he faithful then? Yes, he was. Then as surely if he was faithful then, he'll be faithful again. And God will get the glory. Not only remember the word of the Lord, not only remember past prayers that he's answered and past situations where he got the glory, but most of all, remember Jesus, whom his very friends and disciples forsook him and he was left to die alone. Nevertheless, he swerved not one inch from doing the perfect will of God. Remember the faithfulness of God. Make yourself fall on your knees. I, I, hope, I hope you're listening to what I'm saying. Make yourself fall on your knees. 
Make yourself go to church. Make yourself pray. Make yourself read your Bible. Make yourself put God first when you don't feel like it. When you don't have the desire that you need. When it seems like God is not there, remember he's there. (coughs) A lady confessed to her friend, this lady was named Blanche Balfour, and I don't know anything about her, undoubtedly she was a great woman of prayer. But a lady said to this uh, woman by the name of Blanche Balfour, she said, I have lost my desire to pray. I've lost my desire to read the Bible. And she said, I've all but given up the practice of prayer. This wise woman of God said to her friend, keep the frame. God will put the picture back in the frame again. Hallelujah. What was she saying? If you keep up with prayer, amen, if you keep up with Bible reading, amen, God will put the picture back in the form again. I'll be fair with you. I hope that my honesty and transparency does not cause you to lose confidence in your pastor. But there are some mornings I get up and come over here. I'm awful sleepy and I'm awful tired. Amen. I don't feel like praying. I look at the Bible sometimes and the words run together and it don't seem like I read anything that hits home with me. But day by day, I keep the frame. Day by day, I hold on to the form. Amen. And just when I'm at my lowest and I feel my worst, God puts the picture back in the frame again and he speaks peace to my heart. And I remember, I said, I remember the faithfulness of God. I remember the goodness of God. I remember in the last trial, he got the glory and it gives me confidence that in the next time, God will get the glory again. And so if you're about to be swept off your feet, you better get back on your knees again. You hear me? Remember the faithfulness of God. There's been times I waited on him and I waited and I waited and it didn't seem like he was going to come. And just the other day, Brother Casey, I was looking at my Bible and there it was. How many times have I seen it? But that time it just jumped right out at me. Malachi 3, verse 1. The Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple. Amen. I said, thank you, Lord. That's all I need. I know that I'm the temple of the Holy Ghost. And Malachi promised and said, the Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple. Glory, hallelujah. On the day of Pentecost, they were all in one mind and one accord. Amen. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. Keep up the frame. Keep up the form. I said, keep praying. Keep looking. Amen. God will take care of your need. And he'll come to his temple. And he'll supply and make a way where there seems to be no way. Let's stand and love him tonight. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for your promises. Thank you, Lord, that you never fail. Thank you, Lord, you're with us to the end. Let's gather in and have another prayer service. It's early yet. we got plenty of time. Help us, oh God, to realize we have something to say. Help us, oh God, to remain faithful to the end. Help us to remember the faithfulness of God. My soul is troubled. What shall I say? Father, glorify thy name.